with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into all kinds of stuff. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Uh, We'll talk about those, what it looks like, who's left that actually has a chance to make the playoffs, who would be our number four, who would be your your top four, who's overrated, uh, who's underrated, what games matter this weekend, uh, with regard to that playoff, Coach Maynard, hopefully be stopping by here toward the end of the show uh, because it's Wednesday. Get his thoughts on a regular season that was very successful for the Elks and then also look ahead to Newcastle on Friday night. We had some high school hoops get going last night. as uh, hard to believe, but here we are. Wyatt and I were talking on the way over how fast the school year is already going. It's almost Thanksgiving break and feels like everything just started. So... That's kind of what we got on tap for tonight, or tonight, this afternoon, this morning, whatever. I'm having, I'm trying to get my dad down. Here's the deal: I'm distracted because the text line isn't. I'm not able to get You're in there. Getting, uh, it's, it's not working for me. It is on my. I mean, it's and on. It's frustrating me. Isn't that frustrating? Something is so easy as two clicks, maybe, and it just doesn't. I work. mean, I literally, I literally open up a browser, hit the button, bam, there it is. Right. Normally, and, but wait, it's, it's just giving you the. What's I'm going getting the login redirect. What? And it spins the ITL um, little logo. Mm-hmm. Spins, spins, and then it says application error. Uh oh, something went wrong. Please contact support at itlpros.com. Also gives me the option to log out. Well, at the break, a little, uh, I got the sign-in info, so we'll... Okay. Well, when I, when I push log out, it pops up things populated in here. Test. Yes, it works. I can see you how, can see it down how there, wild but you is can't that. See I can't it. That's crazy. Yeah, it popped up right here. Test. Test. Huh. Good morning, Skitty and Jared. Uh, okay, so... Uh, well, never mind. seeing it. I guess I can see it. As long as, but you have to read it before it fades before away it fades from the away. corner of your screen. That's exactly right. So if I miss one today, <laughs> I'll do my best to stay on top of it on my end too. So if we'll, I miss one today, sorry, just the way the cookie crumbled. It's all right. Could be worse. We could be off air. Yeah, it sounds like we're on air. Yeah, people are people are hearing us have these problems and helping us out with them. So. We have the mayor of Arnett listening. I, I just assume he's the mayor. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah. F- loud and clear. Loud and clear. All right, 225-9698 is the text line, and it turns out I can see them. So feel free chime in, 225-9698. This is going to be kind of weird, you relaying them across uh, throughout the show. But it turns out we can. Um, let's see. Where to begin? Well, we already said what we're gonna, what we got kind of coming up yep. on the show. Uh, if you're going to be outside the listening area one of these days and you need to stay in touch with us live, you can do that, kadsam.com. You think I sound that too high? Do you think I sound – oh, no. What? That's not very nice. What? 
Jared sounds good. Skinny sounds bloated Whoa. a little. Well, there's I'm definitely bloated. I don't know who who sent that. A comedian. It's not very nice. That's the only problem with I can't go back and look and see the history of the text. Right. I thought that was the guy that was getting on you about cheerleading. I thought I recognized that number. <laughs> All of a sudden, it, it's a... Uh, it's the same guy who has a problem with Sarah National? You know who that was? No. It's the Greenskeeper over there <laughs> that, that put that. Did you not realize that? No. Matt? <laughs> Matt's the... I think su- it's the coolest name ever. Matt's the superintendent over there. I think it's the coolest name ever. <laughs> yeah. When you when y'all were going on about that yesterday, I was just kind of giggling. Drew got <laughs> mad about it, too. I was like, uh, it's the guy that takes care of the golf Well, that's course. great and all, but I'd be proud of that name. Um, I think there's going to be shirts. <laughs> Print the shirts. I mean, the, the locals are embracing that. It's a great golf course. It's a great clubhouse. It's why not, fun. Why not nickname it a fun, cool name? It's fun. Yeah. Can we not just have a little fun? Uh, I'm getting the same air over here in my bag so, on the text line. Are you? I just got it, too. Well, hopefully we'll be able to still see those as they come in. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. If you're going to be outside the listening area, we already got there, so stay in touch with us. K-A-D-S-A-M.com or iTunes. iTunes, good grief. Or the app. Yeah. You can't do iTunes with the live show. Well, that's not the, the live app. show. That's no. the, that's the uh, podcast. Right. So the app has the live show. Well, can we just start over? This, this is throwing me completely off. Okay, just reset the intro. Let's just All go. Right. Yeah. Uh, take two. Anyhow, the app's got all the radio stations here in Elk City. It's got the Penny News, a brand new edition of that Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight. I'm talking about thepennynews.com as well. You can see the stuff online right now. Uh, print copies of the Penny News will start filtering out here this afternoon into in the morning. Pick up a free copy of that Penny News. Also, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV. Lots of things to talk about right there, just here in the open. Big Elk TV, Friday night. You've got uh, the Elks and Newcastle, first round of the 4A A playoffs. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick. Also, for the Hollis Tigers, they are hosting Cherokee. You know what the uh, mascot for Cherokee is? Oh, man, I should. I... I should, because I went to Alva for two years. I know TJ's probably yelling it at the radio. Uh, what is it? Don't tell me I know this. I, Chieftains? Chiefs. Chiefs. Really close. Uh, I actually have, I at one point in my life, I owned a Cherokee hat. Oh, yeah? Interesting story how I got that. I'll tell you, just a second, I'll tell you how I got that hat. Oh, let's do it right now. So when I worked, when I lived in Weatherford, went to Southwestern, started out at the, you know playing on the golf team, and then transitioned into working in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. When it came high school basketball playoff time, there were a lot of years in which we, as the athletic department, would host different tournaments, regional, area, different things like that. Right. Crazy uh, to think about letting you know students you know run that thing but there was a time where i was the uh clock guy the clock guy yeah running the clock the official clock keeper okay okay so it was an afternoon game which meant it was a consolation bracket game in class a or b what you know whatever cherokee was at the time and their head coach was a man named randy turney at the time so i'm running the clock it's an intense game um, 
his girl makes a free throw. It's probably 30 seconds, 45 seconds, something like that maybe. His girl makes a free throw. And, you know, of course the clock stopped, right? Mm-hmm. So the other team does the roll it in and, and make you right. make you pick up the ball. Well, so he doesn't – the ball, you know, is thrown in. And he looks up at the clock and it's not started. Uh-oh. And he comes flying down, start the clock, start the clock. And so he, then he's in my way. I can't see the official when he makes the sign sure. to start the clock. Yeah. I'm like, Coach, get out of my way. I'm not supposed to start the clock until she touches it. I can't see the ref. How does he not know that? I, he was just in the heat of the moment. Okay. Listen, it was okay. just, you know, okay. how it goes. Yeah. Now, you've been a coach that's yelled at refs before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once. <laughs> I mean, you set that one up on a tee. Anyhow. Moving on. So, so, anyhow, the next day they win, so they come back the next day. And as I'm – I think he was actually a Southwestern guy to begin with. Okay. Uh, anyhow, he brought me a Cherokee Chiefs hat for yelling at me. Oh. So, thank he you. Went, he felt bad. He felt bad about yelling at me, so he brought yeah. me a Cherokee Chiefs hat. That's how I acquired one of those. Well, I wish I still had it. That would be a good – like. That's, that'd be cool. It'd be something nobody else in town has. Yeah, or you know, you could say, "Hey, start a collection." That's what we really should be doing. We go to these away games, find something like a koozie or a you know, you know, something from each town we go to. Think about it. Yeah, we just like hang it up in here. That's and actually we've got not some, a bad idea. We've got a bunch of cool stuff. If you've never seen the studio, I mean, I'm, I look up right here, and right next to a Todd Marinovich <laughs> rookie card <laughs> is also a framed uh, program. From the 1947 Weatherford versus Elk City game, football. And if you look inside there, you'll find a very interesting name that played in that game. I believe one, uh, Thomas P. Stafford. Correct, yeah. And um, and a David Totfest, and we all know the yes. Totfest name. I That's think on the that Weatherford on, side. I can't the, remember who's on the Elk City. I don't There's know. a couple on the Elk City side. Everybody. Pretty cool. So you see that? You've got a signed. Signed Jason White. Yeah. I've got the ball back Picture, there. we got a football over here. We got a helmet Jay that White. has, I think, all the 2000 uh, national championship. We got a Oklahoma City Hornets basketball. We have a Toby Rowland sign. We got a picture. We didn't frame that. We got a picture of. It's number 13 of, at Augusta. Uh, number 13 at Augusta National. Augusta. We got a lot of cool stuff. <clears throat> Hammond Warriors 2018 champions. I'm, that's, that's a good idea. We should go every time we go to a road game find something it doesn't have to be you know it'd be preferably from their school right that'd be kind of cool. we had oh it's down on the table so i thought we had that signed football of the yeah the we Elk used City that football for our uh, pre-game interview yeah we got a towel carson, carson creek towel carson creek. what would you call that the picture behind me i think it's 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 like a big poster like, of the sketch it's like a, it was 1929 ou football home schedule home schedule we ought to take pictures and put these on our facebook page yeah we got a light switch we got a cud towel we from last year cud, playoff towel. that rally towel i like collecting sports stuff like that that's cool got a sign here elk city football sign we have a is that warren spawn mm-hmm. trophy i think somebody broke its head but re-glued it thank you that was mine, by the way. You know, I may have to go out to the Elks Lodge because I see this little OU helmet. Yeah. I've got one. I've got an Elk City helmet like that, too. A little, a little mini one? A, a little mini Elk City football helmet that yeah. I gave to the Elks Lodge. I may have to take that back. Never seen it out there. You might have to go get it's it. It's on the wall as you walk in the, the uh, bar. 
on the right, or it used to be. Oh. There was a little kind They of kind of frown shelf. upon it when I go to Rotary at noon and go to the bar. I don't think so. they open it. No. So they don't like any of it. I haven't seen it. That's where it's at. Well, maybe you can get Birdwell to open that up and you can steal it back for me. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the one he's hunting down instead of me. <laughs> Anyhow, what a weird start to the show. Oh, that's all right. <clears throat> weird see. is good. All right, so Friday night, 7 o'clock, kickoffs for Elk City versus uh, Newcastle and also Hollis and Cherokee. Get your he- hand warmers. Here's another thing. So both schools have the, their their ticket policy is exactly the same, right. which makes it nice. So here are your options. Do you remember what that website is? I think you're safe if you just go to ossa.com, and they're probably going to provide links to purchase tickets. Let me um, get to hunt here. Here he is. Okay. Click here. No. It is GoFan. GoFan, yeah. So in both the, this is the ticket policy at both Elk City and Hollis. I was sent to, I saw the Hollis yesterday, exactly the same thing. So you can go online, pre-purchase your ticket at the OSSA website, you buy your tickets through GoFan for $7. Both schools though will also have an additional option of buying at the game. So if you're one of those people who just wants to hand a cold hard cash to somebody and get a ticket in your hand at the game you can do that it'll cost you 10 bucks so it's a little bit cheaper to be able to buy it online now here's the question i would have when somebody's how much cheaper it says three dollars at ticket value is there some sort of processing fee as you go online and do that I'm trying to remember, because typically us media folk don't have to do it, but I did it for a softball game, playoff softball game over at home. I was thinking there was a little bit of I think there is a little bit one. I'm so embarrassed. I did it at my house and then went down the street to go to the game, and guess who's at the gate to check the tickets? Nobody. I walked right in. So I... I donated, I guess, to... Let's uh, see if we can... But uh, I, I can't remember. I think there is a slight processing fee. Anyhow, $7 versus $10, essentially. Yeah. If you want to pre-purchase the tickets, you can do that. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, you know, let's see if we can find that link and put it on our Facebook page. $1.35. $1.35, okay. You just, yeah. There, there's a... There's a <clears throat> when you go to the OSSA website, there's a huge red and yellow sign right on the front page. Click here to buy tickets. So you save $1.65. Oh, there it is. All right. I'm going to get that on our, so, on anyhow, our that's Facebook page. That's at both Elk City and Hollis. Also, a cool thing for the OSSA, what they're doing, because of what Friday is, Friday falls on Veterans Day. Yes. All veterans that want to attend the first round get in for free. So if you're a veteran and you want to go watch some high school football out in the cold on Friday, you can absolutely do that, and it will cost you nothing to get into uh, any of these high school playoff games around the entire state of Oklahoma. That will be free uh, because uh, Friday is Veterans Day. So uh, kind of a a cool thing for those of you that believe that the OSSA is just kind of a money-grubbing organization. Jared raised his hand. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I've got one for you off air. I don't know if anybody cares about what I had something along those lines <laughs> about these about the streaming. <coughs> you might save it for off air. Yeah, I'm going to. Or after the season. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm talking after the basketball season. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing <laughs> how much this is generating. Anyhow, so there you go. Go OSSAA.com. Uh, you've got uh, be able to buy your tickets there or at either Elk City or Hollis. I say those two just because, one, they're, the, the schools will be broadcasting, and two, I know their policy. I'm not sure what's going on at Clinton or Weatherford. I would assume it's probably the same around the state uh, for any of these home games, but maybe not. Maybe some places just want you to have to do it online only because of manpower, not having people to run the ticket booth or whatever. I know this well, for let sure. Me, let me tell for you. sure. If you go through OSSAA.com and, and go through this GoFan, I promise you you'll get a ticket that way. I can't assure you the other way, that every place will have a, a spot to buy at the game. The way it looks, it's every single playoff game. What's that? Are you you're questioning is the same this the, one, the same policy? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks like everything, everybody. Okay. So save yourself a dollar sixty-five, or don't. It doesn't matter. Just go to the game. Just go to the game. All right, high and school bundle up. It's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. High school hoops last night. You were in Leedy. Mm-hmm. I watched a fair amount of the second half of the girls' game mm-hmm. bef- uh, before uh, we, while well, White was getting finished with ba- uh, basketball practice. I thought the Canute Trojanettes uh, and and Coach Ridling, I thought that they looked pretty crisp for a second game of the year, especially offensively against the zone that Leedy was running. Ball movement looked pretty good to me. Um, some shooting was pretty good from you know. I heck, I thought Canute looked pretty good. What'd you think? I. I think I, I I told you this off air. I'll say it again. I think Riddling has the depth. Uh, finally, has the depth that she uh, has been wanting for a long time um, to put together a really nice team. That that freshman class that they added. You mentioned the shooting. Destiny Jackson uh, had. I don't have my score sheet in front of me. My apologies, but four three pointers in the game. Three of those in the second third quarter. She really came alive, and um, you know, then the senior leadership from Kylie Smith took her a little bit to get going. Even going back to last Friday, but she, once she got going, you know, she is hard to stop. She's like a like a boulder rolling down a hill; you just can't stop her. She goes so fast, and and everyone else was complimentary, and the defense was good, and the uh, press offense was excellent, and you know, and the shooting is what it takes over a, a zone defense like Leedy will throw out there. Um, this is a. It kind of felt like that, like this was the next step for that program after what was last year, what they had last year, what they returned with Butler and Gray, and I mentioned Kylie Smith, um, Emily Cantwell. I can tell has really upped her game. She's playing with a lot more confidence. So, and then she, and I mentioned the depth. Coach Riddling can can go to her bench and, and trust that you know Mia Degarmo will go in and and, and uh, give some great minutes and. Um, and even others further down. I mean, others on that freshman uh, class. So, it's uh, you know, I'm two games in, um, 
with convincing wins. You know, there's going to be tougher tests. Obviously, next week, Hydro Weekly, a week from this coming Friday on the 18th, on the road at Visize, never easy. Those are back-to-back at Merritt. So we'll know when we get further down the road. But right now, they're 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 looking really, really solid. And, and you like that when you got a coach like Coach Riddling, who's a solid coach, has that experience on how to get a team deep into the playoffs. Um, it's it's really really exciting, and Lady's no slouch either. Um, Broadbent has a good qu- squad there with with Gore. Um, um, there's some youth there too that's going to get acclimated to this varsity level, and I think they're going to be okay. It's Lady; they're going to be fine. So it was kind of an interesting um, matchup, and I said this on air. It's kind of in the same situation where there's a lot of production coming back for both squads, but added with some depth with the mm-hmm. freshman class coming in. And uh, I was going to see, you know, what would give here. And um, it was just the shooting of Canoe. They looked uh, really, really crisp last night. Boys game was exactly the opposite. Uh, Leedy <clears throat> coming off a state tournament appearance a year ago. Uh, Puffenbarger back. Uh, Klein Smith, you mentioned, back uh, for the Bison and, and coach uh, Lance Carpenter. And they, you know, those. it's interesting. I'm going to ask a question after you talk about this one and we kind of mentioned the other ones. Uh, but there, there's a... F- I'm going to ask you what you think are are sure things after you kind of tell us what happened in that uh-huh. in that boys game. Well, the it it started off kind of a they were kind of filling each other out. Um, it was ten to eight, Canute leading in the second quarter, early second quarter. Um, a technical foul assessed to uh, one of the Canute players, and that's kind of was the turning point. Um, kind of you know those momentum swings happen, especially on the road. You can't have that happen, and but you know. Credit Leedy. Uh, Kleinsmith was fantastic. He was silky smooth, a sure shot from mid-range. Um, Puffenbarger was was good. It took him a little bit to get going, but he found his uh, his niche out in the corner and had hit, I believe, three threes out there in the second half and kind of pulled away. Uh, Canute did everything they could. Jackson Beck, you know, when you're down, you're trying to get out of a hole, what do you do? You get to the free throw line, stop the clock, make your free throws. He he did that on more than one occasion in the fourth quarter alone and got it close or I say close around 10 a couple times but Lady kept them at arm's length and um, you know a well-coached team like coach Carpenter should they kept them at arm's length and and um took uh took care of business canoe boys are young they play a lot of freshmen uh you know looking at the bigger picture of things if you're a canoe fan you can you under have the patience with Coach Steffes and what he's establishing right here, and those freshmen who are playing are good enough to play at this level. It's just you're going to see some youth mistakes at times. I think they're going to be fine, but um, but yeah, Lady looks good, and that, I think you know how they started last year and then how they finished. Mm-hmm. Now if they can continue, yeah, they were the ones that had a bunch of people hurt and sick yeah, and all that in just, the first just, half of the year. We That's were right. Kind of going, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, they didn't with even Leedy? get to play on Saturday of the five county, right? And that was the first time the first in to, yeah, yeah, a couple geez. decades, maybe. And yeah. and we were kind of like, what's going on here? And then, but we were all kind of thinking they're gonna be fine, right? And they were. <clears throat> I think this year they could have a special run. They got they got some key pieces that are pretty good with Klein Smith for one, uh, Puffenbarger another. I'm sure I'm missing names, and I again apologize, but. They look solid, and, and Canute's going to be fine too. They're just young, and when they start, when they get acclimated to that varsity level, that speed and that physicality, they're going to be fine. There are hurt too. Um, Keaton Winry, one of the youth, who was a starter, uh, out with injury for a couple weeks, yeah. so I had to throw in another freshman. At times, I'd look down the court. I believe there was four freshmen on the floor at one time, uh, due to fouling issues and stuff like that. So, it it's just going. It's a process. It's just going to have to uh, take its time. 
All, all four doubleheaders we had last night, splits. Really? Yeah, Canute and Leedy split. The girls won. The boys lost on the Canute side. Rappo Butler, girls won against Fort Cobb Broxton. The boys lost uh, against the Mustangs. Hammond girls blew out Fargo Gage Fort Supply. The boys got blown out. And then Eric and Sweetwater, the Sweetwater girls won and the Eric boys won. So everything was uh, a split last night as far as that goes uh, with our schools. Okay, if I if I ask you, okay, give me like three things to start the season. Give me three things as, as far as the Paragon schools. Mm-hmm. Give me three things that you are you are most certain of. What would those three things be? Let you want me to start, please. Okay, I am certain the Hammond girls are going to be good. I'm a hundred percent certain that they're going to be good. Really went on a limb on that yeah, one. Well, Aaron. that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm asking for certainties <laughs> yeah. here. I'm 100% sure they're going to be good. It would be shocking if they're not in the state tournament and then see just how good they can become as far as winning the title. But Hammond girls are going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm certain of that. Number two, Katie Edlin is awesome. She's one of the best players in Class A girls basketball. She is awesome. And then how well, how, how, how much does, is there around her? How much can that team grow? But I'm certain that she is awesome. And number three, I'm positive that Lance Carpenter is going to coach a good team. <laughs> I just the, even like you mentioned last year, when it, even when it looked like, well, maybe this is the time that Leedy's uh, backed off a little bit. No, no, uh, that's what six out of seven years that the, their boys were in the state tournament. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm positive that he'll get the most out of his guys by the time everything is said and done. After that, kind of up in the air. I, I trust. I, I trust certain things. If you know, I trust. I mean, I'm. I'm, I love, and when he has when he has girls, his teams are always so well coached. And um, but maybe not doesn't have the girls, but like Justin Jans, I know he can coach. I know he can, and he's one of those guys that he uh, when he's got a team, he can beat you with his, or he can take yours and beat you with with yours. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those type of guys. It's just a matter of what he's got to, to work with over there, but. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, as we far as certainties, and then I can't right. wait to see what happens with everybody else. We need to reserve a date when everything kind of settles down. I say on our end of football, but like to do a little, maybe a little preview of a small school basketball. I always like to do Paragon it after TV. the five county. I like that. Yeah, after the because can you kind of get your pulse on on things, get right. the pulse on things, and figure it out. And plus, merits playing, and merits back in it. Yeah, because they're they're gonna they don't get going for another. December, I think, is yeah. their first game. Yeah. Uh, man, um, I agree with everything you said, so it's kind of hard to find three other things that I'm certain of. Um, if I'm going to be certain of anything, it's I'm going to make wild Atlantis, Atlantis predictions. But, I, I mean, okay, I could say this. I think, uh, again, because I'm, I'm focused in on this, because I'm at their games all the time, but I think the Canute girls are going to take one more step closer to returning to the state tournament. Last year they were what two wins away, fell short. They look like a better team, and you got Coach Riddling who knows how to get them there. Depending on the path and how this season shakes out and what the playoffs look like, I think they're going to take that next step to getting there. Um, that being said, I think we're going to have a little family reunion there. I think we could see Carpenter there with with the boys, Lady Boys. Of course, I just mentioned Canute Girls, Hammond Girls with with Leah Beer, and it's going to be that's really fun for me with that that whole connection there. Um, 
and I agree with you, Rapo girls, can they get there with can Katie even get them there? They've been so they've been on the cusp so close a couple of different times. But I think about the other people. But now she's that a they, senior. Yeah, I yeah. mean, who else is on that team? Mm-hmm. I'd have to go and look and, and go back and see who they've lost. But it just feels like this is her season. To, she's primed and ready. This is her season to shine. And she's arguably one of the best players, at least in the part of the Paragon Network. Five County? Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, it's, she's she's uh, appointment uh, television, mm-hmm. if you're watching. She's, she's one to watch. So I agree with everything you said. So it's hard for me to find other yeah, things, and it, with some of the youth and some, you know, it, it's a little bit. There's some stuff up in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the. That's why we wait till after the five because then we can okay we we can see how this trajectory is going to go with, with the new pieces with mixed in with the veterans with the older the upperclassmen. I mean, early returns is uh, the Rappo Butler boys have been a sure thing. Right, right. But uh, overtime win at Granite, Fort Cobb put it on them last night. Is there just a little bit of is there a slip a, there a, attrition? Yeah, just because of just simply because of graduation. Yeah, you know, is is are they are they maybe just a little bit of a step down from what they've been, um, which has been as consistent a team as there it's is. No shame in losing to Fort Cobb. But I mean, that's, that's right. But Fort Cobb was a semifinal team in Class B a year ago. Um, which which has a couple of incredible athletes, one of which is signing with OU today uh, to go play baseball. So I need to send a text out because I think there's another guy signing with OU today that people around here are familiar with. In small, small school or? Well, he used to live here. Now he doesn't. Rotary. Think Rotary. Grandpa. Yep. Hanging out here on a Wednesday. Man, enjoy. Enjoy the the nice warm weather. Enjoy it today because by the time we leave work tomorrow or so, things are going to change. Ah. And then Friday night, thank goodness, thank goodness. Or I tell you what, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, well, I, I can't show my appreciation enough for our guest by having home game on Friday night versus being out in the elements like we were a year ago. Uh, it's head football coach of the Elk City Elk Zach Maynard joining us right now. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, uh, man. <laughs> It's got to be an exciting time out there on the practice field uh, with your guys getting ready for Newcastle coming up on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're, you're playing this time of year, it's a lot of fun. You know, and, and every week, uh, every week, starting last week, you, you're cutting the teams in half. You're cutting, uh, going from 32 to 16, and uh, next week it'll go to eight, and it'll go to four and two, and, and it'll be over. So, um, you know, obviously every game you get to play for at this point is a blessing and, and an honor, and uh, we're excited about it. Your guys, uh, we talked about on the broadcast the last two games, kind of a little bit wondering the the focus and, and the attention to detail. Man, you, you got to be proud of the way your guys came out in the first half against Woodward and then last week against John Marshall, getting the job done early, getting them to rest, and also allowing the younger guys that have been out there each and every day on the practice field, allowing them to get out and play a little bit as well in the second halves. Yeah, you know, I we uh, – um the varsity guys did 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 what they were supposed to do. Obviously, there wasn't perfect football by any means, but the intensity, the focus, um, the attention to detail that that we wanted to see was there. And obviously, that's why you uh, you see what you saw uh, out of those guys. And then um, and then you know when when the when the when the JV or the second string those guys go in, um, you know I, I told them after the Woodward game, 
because there were some times in the Woodward game where I didn't feel like they were focused or uh, uh, played the right way. But there's no, there's no, there's no difference for me. Uh, if 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 we're gonna put a ball on the field, and we're gonna play the game. We're gonna play it the right way. We're gonna do things the right way. And um, so I, I thought maybe um, early when they were in, early in the third quarter, that they kind of relapsed to where they had played against Woodward. But I think by the end of it. Um, that they had adjusted in, in the John Marshall game to getting better and um, understanding how to get first downs and, and, and how to keep people from getting first downs. And I think by the end of that game, they, they grew up a lot and did that. And so, um, you know, it was really good. It's really good to see that and get that done because usually that type of stuff doesn't get to happen um, at any point in the season. You guys, <clears throat> if I had to ask you, you know, what is, what is something that you feel like this team from week one through week ten – that it, that they've really improved on, uh, one you know, offensively or defensively, either way. What do you? What would you say to that question? Uh, well, you know, it's not nothing schematically. I mean, obviously, the offense we knew the first four or five weeks was going to be uh, putting it in, installing it, the timing, and all the things that that go along with that, and and having multiple different guys carry the ball, and uh, you know, knew that we would struggle some there defensively. Thought we really played great all year. Um, except for maybe one or two games um, early. Um, but, but you know, ultimately I think that the, the best part about our football team is the growth that we've had inside our locker room, just the love for one another, uh, how we care about each other. And, um, you know, they, they really like to spend time together, which is really neat. And, um, you know, we've been having – we did a movie night last week and, and Thursday night we had something come up um, – yeah, a football game. Football yeah. game. <laughs> Usually, we, we you know had planned to do it on Thursday week, yeah. Thursday before, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And then, you know, we did Thursday night last week had the game. So I said, guys, we ain't gonna get to have movie night. I said, let's move it to Tuesday. So Tuesday night, we went up there and we watched Rocky up there for two hours. Just they just hung out and played. And um, it's really neat to see when a group when a group comes together, regardless of um, talent or. You know what measurables when 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 a football team comes together and, and enjoys being around each other, uh, it makes it that much more special. And those teams are the ones that they become dangerous this time of year. I think the thing I saw on Thursday night was when uh, the younger guys were going in, you, your your older guys, your your ones were still engaged with with the game and and talking to those guys and, and rooting them on and, and and coaching them up too. Yeah, and I and I think that that's just a um, you know, that's just a compliment to, to, to their character and, and, and um, just kind of who the young men that they are and, 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 and really the character of our football team because, you know, the varsity's out there, the JV and the twos and threes are cheering and going nuts and um, the same thing with, with the JV. And um, so there's no way for – on the sidelines, especially here, there's not enough room for, for me because everybody wants to be – you know, there. it's like it's everybody starts leaning forward. So well, you I, get I, flagged. That's the problem. And, and then I get flagged, and I'm going well. So, like I even told Coach Hunter, I said we've got to we've got to move the players' line back and give me a little more room um, to operate. So, uh, you know, but that's that's just a compliment to our football team of being engaged and knowing what's on the line. And um, from the best player on the team to the worst player on the team, everybody's uh, uh, loves each other and cares about each other and wants wants the best for one another. I was amazed that the the punt team 
never got flagged. Everybody was out there. There wasn't a whole bunch of looking at the sideline, yelling for you know the last straggler to get out there. That just that just speaks about how they were paying attention and, and were engaged in what was happening out there in the second half. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, when, when those things happen. You know, obviously we don't ever want to punt, but um, obviously they're ready. They, they were they they and you know everything went off without a hitch. So. Um, you know, it was a great night for, for our entire football team as a whole. Fast forward here to uh, a couple nights from now. Do you think, do you guys feel like it's an advantage that Newcastle is the opponent in that they've been a district game uh, for the past eight years before the redistricting coming up uh, that happened this year? Oh, uh, maybe. You know, a, a year ago, which was my first year here, I we went back and we watched that film, I think, more than – Get it, being allowed to watch last year's film, kind of how they lined up to us a year ago, and some of the things that they did, um, that could be an advantage in a way. But um, you know, I think overall, they have a bunch of new kids playing. We have a bunch of new kids playing. Everything's just so different. Um, I don't. I think it's kind of six one way, half a dozen another. Do they compare to last year, or, or, or have they changed some things because of personnel? Or? No, I mean, they, they, they probably run the ball a little more. Um, you know, they got the same quarterback. Um, you know, they're, they're very similar to where they, where they were last year, who they were last year. And, um, you know, they're a good football team. Um, and, and, you know, this time of year, there's, uh, there's no gimmies. So, you know, we'll have to play well, do things right, and, um, and, and be, be at our best. And, but they're, they're very similar to where they were. They're going to look the same as far as their alignments and, and really most of their plays and um, uh, offensively and defensively. The advantage that you guys have had uh, was the last two games getting some rest for your guys. How much more fresh do you feel like maybe that'll help uh, throughout the, this first playoff game uh, that, that you got were able to get your guys a little bit of rest in, in the last two weeks? Oh, it, it it worries me maybe more than uh, uh, it should. You know, yesterday we were kind of going through practice, and, um, you know, this time of year you don't need to go out there and have any knockdown mm-hmm. drag outs, but um, just really didn't like where it was heading. So we we stepped it up a little bit yesterday. Just wanted to remind everybody, hey, you no, know, we got to remember who we are and what we're about. And so, um, you know, that part of it going, oh, well, we didn't have to get into a fist fight the last two weeks necessarily, but um, – you know they'll we'll be fine and and uh, and it's good to get some rest. Hopefully, uh, uh, get our nicks and knacks and bruises uh, healed up and, and ready to go for four more games. And I was going to lead my next question: Are you, the, you know it comes with territory football season? People are going to get nicks and knacks and bruised up. How how is the health uh, looking? It's getting better. Um, you know, I'll figure out something really important today, uh, this afternoon. But uh, uh, for the most part, I think we're, 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 we're heading in the right direction, at least. Yeah, and back to the, the intensity part of it, because, you know, the fist fight, the last real fist fight was three weeks ago uh, over in Weatherford. Any concerns, or you feel like the guys that are the leaders will get everybody ready to go when it's time to when that whistle blows? Because it feels like to me, there's, it, we comment almost every week, like in the pregame, Everybody is just so kind of quietly confident and businesslike, and there's not a bunch of extra rah-rah stuff going on. And you kind of think, is everybody ready to go? And then as soon as the whistle blows, bam, turns out they are ready to go. Well, I, you know, I don't know that that's from me or what, but that, uh, it, I love it that way. You know, we were when I was playing at Davis. You know, we didn't play music in pregame. 
it was quiet and and uh, uh you know when the other team showed up and made a bunch bunch of noise we were like okay you know here we go <laughs> and uh um, you know we kind of we, we we played into that and bought into that and so you know i don't know if our guys do it or not it doesn't bother me one way or another obviously they seem very focused to me in pregame and um uh, even on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when it's their time to go, they're ready. They, you know, it, it, we don't have any busts because of nonsense. Um, but uh, no, if if as long as they're ready to go, um, which they we will be. You know, our guys are uh, they're football players. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe that's the biggest thing about our team. You know, we don't have anybody who's going to go play at OU. Um, we've got some dudes. So we've got some dudes. Don't get me wrong. Well, OU but needs those dudes. So, if you... <laughs> but, but they're, you know, and I think maybe uh, that's what bothers me maybe the most about college football right now is that they're more worried about you know whether this guy can run fast without shoulder pads and a helmet on, and we've got guys who aren't very fast necessarily in that things, but you give them the ball, uh, shoulder pads and helmet on, they can go. And uh, same thing with their offensive line and defensive line. They're just they're football players and uh, hard nosed. Um, get after you football players and and, and I lo- really love that about our football team I would think just from the mentality of your team the mentality of you guys on the coaching staff you might even be looking forward to uh, what the weather's supposed to be on Friday night a cold windy football type oh, yeah. weather no absolutely and uh, uh, um, that's who we are you know that's playoff football and and uh, it's it's exciting time when the when the weather gets cold and uh, you just this time of year is to be playing this time of year is always awesome and um every game you win at this point is um just adds to the story you know it's been a great story so far but right now you know i told the kids on monday everybody's 0 0 it doesn't matter if if you're the one seed or the four seed or if somebody had to forfeit and you got in and just found a way to get into the playoffs everybody's 0 0 and everybody's got a shot at it so um make sure we put our best foot forward every friday night well, go ahead, Jerry. Well, um, my final question about particularly this game, there's been a lot of talk that 4A2 is tough, top to bottom, that there there's scenarios where Newcastle, in a weird scenario, could have still been the district champion after last week. It, are you guys paying attention to that? or I mean, I guess are your boys paying attention to that, saying this isn't just a regular old fourth-place team out of a district. This is still a really tough team. Yeah, no, I, our kids aren't naive or, or you know, there's – we don't hide anything from them. They have access to everything under the sun. How can um, you with internet? And, yeah. But, you know, what I would say, and whoever whoever feels that way or said that way, have they watched 4A1? True. I mean, how, how many games have they seen uh, out here? So, you know, it, it all it's all uh, relative. You're going to have great football teams in every district. Um I mean, there's 16 teams left, and, and ultimately when the week's over, when Saturday morning rolls around, we want to be one of eight. So uh, our kids know that, and, and, and we know that, and what, how everybody thinks or feels. But ultimately, uh, the only people who can think or the only people who think that matter are going to be in that locker room. So um, we're excited and uh, ready for the challenge. All right, Coach Maynard, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck to the Big Elks on Friday because, you know, this is so much fun on a Wednesday morning. We need to do this about three more times. I'll, I'll come anytime you want. <laughs> and and I'll, uh, I'll echo what he said. Thanks for winning the district so we don't have to travel <laughs> and sit outside in conditions like we're going to have Friday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. All right, hey, Although coach. that was fun, I think it was more fun because we won. I would say that's probably true. <laughs> 
This is a lot less stressful. We know what the setup is. Yep. We don't have to worry about internet, all that kind of thing. We don't have to leave at noon. <laughs> Head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks joining us here on a Wednesday morning talking Newcastle Elks. Again, thanks to Coach Maynard for stopping by, not only today, but all season. Uh, and, you know, a couple of times when he was under the weather, or his kids were, he was good enough and, and nice enough to get us a replacement in here that we can yeah. talk to as well. So it's been a great uh, relationship with him and uh, uh, really good. You can tell uh, why the Elks, just talking with him, uh, why the Elks are so uh, hard-nosed and physical. And when I asked him the question about the weather, he just had this smile on his face like, oh, yeah, that's uh, – we, we got He'd no problem He'd probably be happier if it was snowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a chance right. of that. Uh, a chance that that's true. So, uh, once again, 7 o'clock, Big Elk TV, Cool 94 uh, for the kickoff, 6.30 pregame on Friday uh, for Elk City and Newcastle. And then uh, Hollis will be a 7 o'clock kick, normally about a 6.50 pregame there on Paragon TV on Friday night for the Tigers versus the Chiefs of Cherokee. What were your thoughts last night? College football playoff, what's this, the third rankings uh, were released uh, this season, second, just the second, or was it the third? I believe it was the second. Yeah, I guess it was. So Tennessee was number one mm-hmm. first. That's mm-hmm. right, just the second. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, it's how I would have ranked them in the, that exact order. I even wrote that down. I got proof for the top. You mean top for four the, or the top all the way four. to where? For just for the top four. I mean, that's what we're looking at here, right? The uh, four undefeateds. Uh, Georgia proved they they are the best team. How they how they beat Tennessee? Look. I won't say handily, but look like did it with ease. Ohio State, um, despite struggling just a little bit with Northwestern, um, and you know, and the Michigan and TCU rounds up the top four. So I got uh, there should be little to no argument for the top four. Maybe the argument who maybe could be one or two, but I think because of the SEC and how looks how good it is again with Tennessee and Georgia and, and others. So I I'm okay with the top four. Yeah. yeah, not. I think we become so enamored with that zero in the loss column mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily pay as much attention to how how either the zero got there or even a one got there on the other side. Because if you look at what's happened this season, there's really only one choice for number two. Obviously, Georgia's number one. But if you look at what else has happened, there's really only one choice for number two from a resume standpoint and what have you done. And that would be? Tennessee. Despite the loss. Despite the loss. Look okay. who they beat. I agree. All of a sudden, they, all of a sudden have, winning at LSU. The most, the most uh, quality wins. Quality wins. Thank it's you. not even close. Right. Uh, even more than Georgia. At LSU, that forty to thirteen demolition of the Tigers looks pretty damn good now. After LSU bounced back and whipped up on Ole Miss and then beat Alabama, they have that win over Alabama. So they, you know, they've got two top ten wins on their resume. Mm-hmm. Who else has more than one outside of Georgia? Is there anybody? No. Can't. Think no, Georgia's got two. Well, Tennessee. That's why they're number one, and and Oregon. In Oregon, yeah, and look what Oregon's done. Well, and that's why they're number one. There's no doubt that Georgia should be number one, but and I get it. There's a loss there, but all I'm telling you is Tennessee falling to fifth was absolutely the right move. What's going to be real in my mind? What's going to be real fun is when Texas beats TCU this weekend. 
who's what's the who's the best number best one loss team? Tennessee, and it's not close sure. in my mind. So, but there's gonna you know that's where the arguments are gonna be falling in. Sure, you know is. what I mean. Um, Oregon say, well, yeah, we lost, but look who we lost to. Tennessee's going, we did too, we did too. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, USC is going over here, going oh, but we can't see play USC. You know, I mean, how in the hell is USC ahead of UCLA? How UCLA's status. got two top twenty-five wins. USC hadn't beaten anybody, anybody, and they're four spots ahead of them. Come on, man! Come on, man! It's the logo. TCU. Next two weeks will tell the tale, obviously, for the Horn Frog season. At Texas, at Baylor, back-to-back weeks. When we're sitting in here two Mondays from now, what will TCU's record be in those two games? Nine and two. You think they lose both games? I do. Whoa. I do. They. I don't think they're going to knock out both quarterbacks. Well, that's <laughs> a good point. Seems to be how they're doing it, but uh, it's – Seems like that. I thought they could have lost to Texas Tech, but I. Um, they could have lost about everybody but OU, right? In the conference, yeah. But they've just found ways. Quentin Johnston's health will be a huge thing for them if they can get. But wouldn't it be? I mean, you know, TCU famously was number three in the first year of the playoff and got bumped down to six after winning. <laughs> you know, uh, they're like, you know, everybody remembers that from 2014. They wouldn't it be kind of the TCU brand to finally get that respect finally get the number four ranking and then go down to Texas and lose on Saturday night that's yeah and don't forget who's helping out Texas on the coaching I was just staff. about to say that Gary Patterson what, what does Gary Patterson have uh, for the Horn Frogs I think they and the whole rivalry thing between TCU and Baylor it's at Baylor it is at Baylor I I um, will lean towards the home team in both those. Texas look good against Kansas State. Let's just give them give them props. for a first half. Yeah, here's the deal: Texas better be ahead by about three touchdowns at halftime to be able to hold off TCU's charge. Jeez, that because familiar. because if there is a you know one team that can get, I mean, we've we've seen TCU do this, struggle around, struggle around against Oklahoma State. They did it a little bit against Kansas. They definitely did it against Kansas State. Texas Tech on Saturday. On offense, struggle around, but the defense, while not great, has done just enough to kind of keep them in it, and then, bam, they explode for like – you know, you realize they didn't have a touchdown offensively until like the fourth quarter of that game against Tech. Ran back a punt, had a couple field goals, and all of a sudden, boom, they scored 34. So, Texas's M.O. has been play good first halves and struggle in the second half. We saw it in Stillwater. Obviously, we saw it, we saw it up in Manhattan on Saturday. They just had a big enough lead to hold on and defeat Wild- the Wildcats. I have a feeling TCU may do it. But at the same time, this conference, everybody can beat everybody. We know that. And we've said that throughout the year. So it's also hard for me to see somebody going undefeated. It is Split hard. is probably the most likely. But if they lose this Saturday, then I think that Baylor game becomes oh, a Massive. really hard one. Really hard right. one to get up for after feeling like, okay, my, our, our hopes are dashed. And, and the one thing that... If you haven't been in that race, which they haven't, you, it's it's hard to, to kind of get your mind wrapped around there's still so much that can happen. We can't let one loss turn into two because then we're done. As it as the play at least with the playoff conversation. 
You know, there, there's plenty that can happen for TCU to lose this Saturday, beat Baylor, beat Iowa State, come back and beat Texas in the Big 12 title game and still be able to to be in that race and, and maybe even slip into that playoff. There's plenty that could happen to let that to, to to allow that to occur. But you can't let you can't lose both of them, obviously. Who would uh, your your top four? So your top four would be what what they've got. It's what I wrote down yesterday. What I thought it'd be, and then there it was. Yeah, I think I would have T. Uh, I would have uh, uh, Tennessee instead of Michigan. I just don't know who Michigan's really beat. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. that's going to work itself out. It almost it, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, it'll work itself out at least play. for one of those two teams with Ohio State and Michigan. But I think I would I would probably go Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State. TCU than Michigan just on the outside because all of a sudden that the Ohio State win against Notre Dame is looking way better than it did three weeks ago with kind of the resurgence of the Irish right who's the most underrated team in the poll well you mentioned it UCLA uh Ole Miss maybe and even North Carolina they've quietly have produced an eight and one season and at this point, it looks like they could beat Clemson if they go head-to-head. So I'll, I'll – uh, North Carolina, final answer. You A know, little underrated right there at 15. I, maybe the, – I think they're better than Penn State. I'm going to uh, go with I'm gonna go with Utah. And and I get why they're where they're at because of that two on the right side of the, of the loss column. And that Florida loss looks so much worse than it did at the time yep. because of the way that they've fallen – at the same time, are they really five spots lower than the team they beat in USC? I mean, I understand you can't just do that because you'll never be able to put them all in order. But to me, I think Utah is, is a better team than, than the third. I think they're better than the 13th best team. I understand why they're ranked there, but I just think that they're, they are underrated. Overrated, it's not close for me. You're going SC? Uh, absolutely. How do we say that without sounding like bitter OU fans? Listen, it's it's the same reason why last year in the first poll, Oklahoma was undefeated and they were number eight. They haven't beat anybody and they've looked horrible doing it. Listen, we were saying the same thing when he was the coach at OU last yeah, that's year. That's true. Everybody was up in arms. Oh my gosh, how can Oklahoma be not be in the top four as an undefeated team? They've looked terrible I've and seen, they haven't beaten anybody. I assume some uh, pro insider, whatever you want to call it, USC articles that I swear – were copy and pasted from last year guaranteed it's questioning the, the defense questioning alex grinch questioning the defensive backs coach who was by the way who's the guy who's kind of recruiting for roy uh, roy manning roy manning they're all and uh requesting the guy they retained from um last year and i thought man this is looking very similar at the wins that they are you know the, that they're winning with the points that they're giving up this is all a similar script and we were saying it as OU fans last year, like two USC fans. Okay, great, you got them. Get ready for this one loss season and disappointing loss in a playoff. Here's what better continue to happen. One of two things out there moving forward: either one, the defense actually gets better, or two, he better still he better continue to have the best or the top two or three quarterback in the country which he certainly does right now. And it looks like he got another one coming. But the the thing is, and you mentioned but, it yesterday, was the recruiting. He neglected the defensive recruiting in, in Norman. And will he continue to allow those same mistakes to happen in L.A.? And if it does, it's just going to be the same 
trajectory for a Lincoln-Riley team. Try to outscore everybody. Let the offense mask the problems on defense. And it's it's a formula that works to a certain extent. Yeah, it works to the semifinal, I mean, and then it's done. He's turned eight and one, uh, four and eight into eight and one right now, with at UCLA, then Notre Dame, uh, host Colorado this week. Very easily see them playing Oregon for maybe a spot in that playoff. It, it's incredible the offense he has, and it's incredible the defense he doesn't. And I, you know, but kudos. Listen. Kudos to the turnaround. There's there's a lot of reasons why Caleb Williams is number one on that list because that dude is so special that it's it's just amazing what he can do and to will that team to different things. But you're right. Look at the look at the scores. And if if you just superimposed OU season last year on top of these like side by side, it's almost identical to the way uh, that the Sooners team. Uh, performed a year ago i'm probably gonna regret bringing this there but help me remember when he left of course he took caleb williams he took mario williams mario williams he well, McCutcheon was another guy that went okay offensive guys right no defense he was, he, a, was a defensive guy yeah he was a corner okay. how many other defensive guys went with him none. with him none they all went to the pros the ones that played last year anyway mm-hmm. but they're they, I, I don't think there's any chance they're the eighth best team uh, it's ridiculous they're rated above UCLA. It doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, you can also easily see this team ending up <laughs> unbelievably in the playoff. Yeah, uh, at number four against Georgia, Georgia, and then Georgia just wallops them. That's certainly what, I, all, certainly Norman, what I think. Everyone would Norman's going to go. Welcome to the Lincoln Riley era, Trojan fans. And you know what the Trojan fans, you know what they're going to say? At least we made it. Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.